Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Unsung Celebration podcast, where we celebrate the unsung heroes here in the United States of America. We celebrate the educators, everyone in the medical profession. We celebrate the administrative assistants. We celebrate the community leaders. And of course, we celebrate the good cops, among others. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Um, and thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. You could have been anywhere, but you are here. And if you are returning, thank you so much for coming back and listening in. I just wanna give a brief um, background of what the Unsung Celebration is all about. So the Unsung Celebration, it, it goes hand in hand with my foundation, which is the Epic Elites Foundation, where we bring light recognition and celebration to unsung heroes. Um, and this podcast is one of those ways that we do just that. So um, if you listened into any of our prior podcasts, um, then you may have heard us talking about and sharing about what we do. Um, but just briefly, uh, some of the ways that we bring light and recognition to Unsung Heroes through the Epic Elites Foundation is um, number one, this podcast. Um, also, we have monthly uh, magazine mailings that we send out to people. And each month we highlight a different Unsung Hero. Um, we also do quarterly style makeovers. So if you know someone or if you are someone that you feel like is deserving, an unsung hero that is deserving of a style makeover, reach out to us, let us know. We also are here to build community. So if you um, wanna be connected to this community, which is a great community, um, I encourage you connect with us. Go to um, missdanish.com, that's M-S-D-A-A, nish.com and connect with us. Let us know if you um, want to volunteer with us. We're definitely looking for volunteers. If you're a magazine editor, if you are, you know, um, a photographer, videographer, if you do hair, nails, whatever, if you want to participate in the style makeovers, any way that you feel like you can bring um, contributions, meaningful contributions, just please contact us. We would love to have you. So tonight, tonight I'm going to be um, speaking on a topic that is, is a little bit hard for me. You know, this unsung celebration is all about bringing light, recognition, and celebration. But tonight's episode um, I want to just touch on why I feel that there is a major need to celebrate good officers, okay, and why I would love to bring light to those good officers. I don't know if, um, if you listened into my first podcast, actually, that I did with Miss um, Tansy McNulty. She is the founder and CEO of 1M4, and that is that stands for 1 Million Madly Motivated Moms. And her organization 
um, they are advocates for uh, justice, to bring justice to um, people who might not have the resources to get a fair trial if they are locked up and they, uh, you know, they need some representation. She has resources there, but she's also there to bring light and um, notice to a few cases of injustice that the masses might not know about. You know, we know about the George Floyds, which is tragic and awful. We know about the Ahmaud Arbery's and the, you know, the list goes on and on. But she uh, brings light and celebration to people that, you know, are not so much in the news, but definitely deserve um, you know, a fair trial and recognition and help. So in that podcast episode, we touched on um, a little bit of why I felt like we needed to see more stories of good officers. And I briefly shared that, you know, if I was ever in a position where I needed to call the police, I would really have to stop and think about whether I wanted to and how that might look, you know, how it might turn out, which is a horrible feeling to have, you know, as a citizen who the police is called to protect and serve, right? It should be a no-brainer if you're in a position of need and you need assistance, then it should be a no-brainer to reach out to 911 and, and call for help. But honestly, I had to sit back and, you know, I had a whole conversation with my husband. Uh, do I really, what would be the circumstance of me actually calling 911? And I would have to say it would not be for something minor I mean, recently my car got broken into. I saw the perpetrators in my car, you know, um, but I did not feel the need to call the police. I did, they were young guys, you know, um, yes, they did something wrong, but I just didn't know how it might turn out for them. So I decided not, not to, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that, feels the reservation when it comes to reaching out to officers. So we are here at the Unsung Celebration. If you are a good officer making good impact in the community, reach out to us. We really want to highlight you and your story and the impact that you're doing because I, I'm, I know that there has to be good officers. So tonight I'm going to share a very, uh, I'm going to try to be brave and share a story um, with you um, that happened so long ago and is just recently resurfaced in my mind and it, 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 I haven't been able to shake it, which is traumatizing because um, it, it happened to me when I was 16, 17 years old and I've never told anyone. And, um, yeah, so I, 
you know, with the R. Kelly, I think that what brought this to light for me to want to even, what brought it up in my head was um, I was talking to someone about the R. Kelly uh, crimes that he committed and whether he got a, you know, a justified amount of time. And I certainly know that I feel that because he is a, he's a Black man, that he got more time than others, not of his hue, got, right? But I also agree with the time that he got because he did commit horrific crimes against girls and women and that the trauma, they will never forget. So when I was sharing, you know, when I was sharing my opinion with this person, um, you know, they were getting really upset about um, the charges and um, it just made me really sit back and think about how sometimes the victims are the ones that get, they are the ones that get re-traumatized and re-victimized by the crimes committed against them. You know, like we as Black women are, are called to be loyal and faithful no matter what to our guys and um accept anything that happens to us and it's it's not right right so where's where's our protection but I started talking to this person about you know how police are called to protect and serve and how um I when I was um, 16, 17, I worked at a job. I worked at a fast food restaurant and there were officers there on duty every, every night. And the officers that were there, you know, they were friendly. And this one in particular, um, you know, befriended me and spoke to my mom and made her feel comfortable and at ease and at peace. And you know, she felt very comfortable leaving me in their care because first of all, he's an officer. Second of all, you know, they, they built a rapport. So we all felt comfortable together. So um, the officer would sometimes take me home because I, I worked very far. It was like, I had to take four buses from the fast food restaurant to get home. So sometimes if I got off late, then he would take me home, which was great, you know, made me feel safe. Um, but then he also knew that, um, knew that I like to uh, ride around and see new things. So there um, came a time, you know, that I was, we were talking, I was just like, oh my gosh, that house is so big. It's so, it's so beautiful. You know, I wonder what it would be like to live there. And he said to me, you know, he said, this is nothing. You haven't seen anything. I can take you to neighborhoods in D.C. that you wouldn't believe that this is still D.C. The houses are multi-million dollar houses. He said, would you, would you want to do that sometime? And I thought, sure, <laughs> yes, of course. I'm getting exposed to you know, new things. I'm getting to see new things. I'm um, in the presence of someone that I trust, um, that my mom trusts, that the community trusts, that, you know, the fast food place where I work, they trust. So yeah, of course I want to do that. So, 
we went out a, a couple times to go looking in some neighborhoods and, and things like that. And I thought that was just so fun. Well, one of the times that we went out turned out to be not so fun. And I'll share what, what happened. But I also want to just say that Oprah knew what she was talking about when she, um, when she mentioned that, you know, Oprah always had those shows on predators and how people groom the people, you know, to take advantage of them, to make them feel comfortable, things like that. And I felt definitely, I understood what she meant by that. Um, after what happened to me. So I want to, to share that one of those times, I'm gonna try not to get emotional. One of those times the officer was taking me home, back home after exploring um, beautiful neighborhoods, uptown Northwest DC, you know, off of Fox Hill, road and if you're familiar with that area close to Georgetown closer to um, the cathedral and um, we took a route through Rock Creek Park on the way home I don't I didn't drive at 16 17 years old. I, I didn't know where I was anyway the officer drove through Rock Creek Park apparently he knew the 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 park very well and knew the like the um, quiet places or the more secluded places and found a spot and parked and I'm just like okay where are we <laughs> you know I don't know what this is you know and he proceeded to violate me to take it take advantage of me and I don't know why this is like, this has been something that, that I've pushed down and I haven't spoke to anyone about. I haven't shared, not even with my mom, who now she has passed away. She passed away a year ago. And I think that I never shared because I didn't want I didn't want anybody to say it was my fault. Like, I always wondered, like, what did I do to give the impression that I was open to that and that that would be okay? And I know I didn't. I know I didn't do anything. Um, I didn't say anything that would give off that impression. And I was just young and naive and thought I was in the presence of someone who was showing me a fun time outside of my normal day-to-day -day life, you know, because we didn't grow up rich. We grew up, you know, homeless at times and didn't have a car. I don't know how to ride a bike because we never had a bike, We, you know, um, so yeah, I put my trust in this person. So did my mom, but that happened. And even all these years later, 
I, I never forgot. That's not something that you forget. It's something that you push down and hope will just go away. And at some levels it did, you know, I am in a very healthy marriage, you know, I like my husband very much. I love my husband very much. I'm in love with my husband very much. And I love our family. You know, we have five children and a little Yorkie and we have a, a very beautiful life in my opinion. So for me to keep having these scenes of what happened register in my mind just now is confusing and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to think that someone would, would actually do that to a child, but it happens every day. Not necessarily, not, I'm not gonna say with an officer, but it happens every day where people get violated. So I'm gonna take a quick break and I will be back to share more. On January 25th, 2018, Danish Jones died on her bedroom floor after experiencing a severe asthma attack, but was given a second chance at life. There's nothing like a near-death experience to wake you up and shake you up. She has spent years of being personally mentored by some of the greatest law of attraction gurus, such as Lisa Nichols, Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, and Bob Proctor, learning the secrets of manifesting and living the life on your highest vibration. In this manual, she gives clear, practical ways for you to experience the abundance that has been given to us all as a birthright. Can a dress change your life? Absolutely. As long as you know the right ways to dress yourself. And it all starts with a look in the mirror. Go to MissDanish.com. That's M-S-D-A-A-N-I-S-H dot com to be notified on the details of her book, Can a Dress Change Your Life, where you'll find all the pre-launch details. Tonight's podcast is different and heavy, um, but I feel like it's very necessary um, to the movement that um, that we have with the Epic Elites Foundation, uh, and and we are searching high and low for good officers. And tonight, I'm sharing why it is vitally important for me personally. This, my personal mission, my personal reason why I have to find good officers because when I think about it, I honestly, honestly 
in my own experience, have never experienced a, like a helpful encounter with an officer. I've had several experiences with officers. Tonight, the experience that I've shared with an officer that I felt like I can trust and my mom can trust and but turned out to be grooming me and and a predator because he violated me. And when I say violation, I I want to be clear that it is it was violation on the highest extent. It was rape. He raped me. And I haven't shared that with many people. I was in a relationship before, of course, you know, you go through many relationships. And I shared with my partner what happened to me. And he used it against me. He some, somehow twisted, twisted what happened, made it my fault, and made me feel like dirt. And that's what I mean when I say we as women get, or anybody who goes through a traumatic experience gets re-victimized. And I wouldn't think person I'm in a relationship would do that to me. But then again, it was a tumultuous relationship. It was not a, a good relationship. That in itself was um, hard and heavy and negative and I shouldn't have been there. And at times I had to call the police on that person I was in relationship with. And that person I was in relationship with just happened to be an officer himself. And he was very abusive. So when I called the police to get help, even from my partner, his buddies would show up and would leave me unprotected in the house with him. I, there was no protection for me. Not from the officer who violated me, not from my abusive partner. So, when I say I'm looking for good officers, where are you? I, I need to know who you are. I need to know where you are. I think this defund the police um, is just a, a way to say that we need a different system to um, address crimes and the 911 calls that come through, like not everything is a violent crime. Not everything um, deserves a gun to be drawn and someone to lose their life because something happened. You know, we have mental illness, we have all types of things. So defund the police to me is a, 
I don't know. I have to read more into it. I have to look more into it. It sounds interesting. I don't know what it's all about. But I know that we definitely need to hold officers accountable. I don't know what the vetting process is for officers. I have a seven-year-old boy, dark-skinned young man. He's so such a cutie pie and has such a sweet, caring heart. But when he sees an officer, he gets scared. He gets scared. He thinks that he's they're going to shoot him. And I can never honestly look at his face, his sweet little face, and say that won't happen, which is awful, which is frightening because I have all Black babies. My girls, me, as a Black woman, my husband, you know? So I don't want to, I, I shared tonight because like I said, this happened to me when I was 16. And, and the reason I, I get um, confused on the age is because it happened all around the timing of my birthday. So I can't recall if I was still 16 or if it was right like a month or so after my 17th birthday but I was still underage. I was still a child. I was still in high school. I was still very innocent. I've been a straight A student my whole life. A, B student. B is the lowest grade I ever got. I've been very focused and caring and active in my community and in school and has all, has always been the model student. Always tried to be the model daughter to my mom not to cause any trouble, to be a good employee to my employer, be a good wife and mom, sister, friend. But that doesn't mean I didn't experience trauma. That's just one thing. We all have our story, right? We all have our story. But, oh, I was saying why um, why I wanted to share tonight. This is literally like the scenes of what happened, the facial expressions, the him looking around to make sure nobody else is coming and looking. Like that has has been playing over and over and over in my head. Like the scenes of it, the pictures of it has been playing in my head for the past week and some days, every single day. And I don't know why, but it is. And this just, um, my story is, is just to share that this, this is trauma that you don't get over. You don't, you don't get over something like that. No matter how much you suppress it, it's not something that you easily get over and move on from. It becomes a, a part of your story, yes, but a part of you. And also, every day I'm thinking about my girls, you know, and how do I protect them?
from predators, from people who want to violate them? How do I protect them from people who say, oh, that's because you're so pretty. Is that a compliment that something like that would happen to me because I look the way I do or I look the way I did back then? That doesn't make sense. And that's a very, people should just really watch what they say. So I'm going to round out tonight's show with uh, just a call to action call for good cops to stand up and reveal themselves, please. We need to see you. We need to hear from you. We need to hear your stories. We need to feel your impact. We need to celebrate you. We need to recognize you, give you a platform, not just me, not just my household, not just my community, but I think that that is something we need in this country right now, in the USA, because we are at such a point in time, in 2021, where it is just, we need good news. We need good news. So reach out, MissDanish.com. Um, show yourself, please. <laughs> that is M-S-D-A-A-N-I-S-H. And to Anybody out there that has experienced trauma, I really, really um, pray that you get professional therapy and help, which I am doing right now. Once those scenes started replaying in my head, I, I can't, who am I going to call to talk about? I, I don't have a girlfriend that I can call and talk about. Why would I want to talk to my girlfriend? Why would I want to talk to anybody who might turn the tables on me like the person I was in prior relationship? Why would I want to do that? I'm talking to a professional who could um, help me work through it. And I encourage you all to as well. So as I wrap up tonight, I do Hope that you will come back and join us for the next Unsung Celebration podcast, um, where hopefully it'll be a lighter conversation. Um, but I just felt like this was necessary and not something that I ever thought that I would share, but it's been on my heart and mind for a reason. And the only way to heal is to actually acknowledge it acknowledge it, stand up, this happened to me. Acknowledge it and heal that way. So everyone, thank you again for spending the time and thank you again for sending me those nominations. Send me those nominations so that we can uh, highlight the unsung heroes out there. All right, take care everyone. <laughs>